amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And it hits me. Oh my gosh, this is that triangle. You know, there's explanation for everything that occurred in the Rendlesham Forest incident that doesn't involve aliens at all. It was completely silent. It comes right over our heads. He's so a classic flying saucer, really, standing in the clearing. He turned over to my father and held his hand, and he looked in his eyes, and he said, we're not alone. Welcome to Podcast UFO for our live show. We're live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please remember to visit the website podcastufo.com for past episodes, blogs, and forums. During the show, feel free to participate live in our chat room. And don't forget to like us on our very active Facebook page. All right, and welcome to the show. This is Martin Willis, your host. And we have a great show for you this evening. Um, our guest is Charles Lamoureux, and uh, he's going to be talking about his film called Nocturnal Skies. It's about uh, UFOs that he's been filming up in Canada. Um, I just watched the video today, the second time I've watched it, actually. I re- highly recommend it, so he'll be on in a minute. Alejandro Rojas is coming up with the UFO news. I want to thank everyone that supports the show, um, and if you can't watch if you can't support the show and you'd still like to listen to the whole two-hour show, the first hour is always free. But if you want to listen to the, for the whole two-hour show, you can either do that live on YouTube or on our website, podcastufo.com. Or you can listen to the full podcast on the Dark Matter Digital Network, and that's every Thursday at uh, 10 to midnight Eastern Standard Time. And uh, again, if you are supporting the show, I want to thank you very much. Um, and we have a lot of great guests coming up, and I hope you're enjoying these shows as we go along here. Uh, we are in interesting times as well, and for that, to talk a little bit more about that, is the one and only Alejandro Rojas. Welcome to the show, Alejandro. Hello. Thank you for having me. Uh, always a pleasure, sir. Look at your background there. you got a lot of stuff going on there. I see a dog. Yeah, there was a around. dog. Yeah. Dog's. That's awesome. That the last part of a dog getting out of his t- waggy tail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think I had the light off, and it was probably better with the lights off because uh, we've got not at least on my half of the desk not total chaos, but uh, <laughs> some messes. But we have like t-shirt samples for t-shirts we're printing for the conference, yeah. um, and of course all that kind of stuff. That, that here's this uh, back. Um, thing I got for my girlfriend there and um, for Christmas that, of course, is just sitting there. 
I don't think she's used it once yet. Uh, hun- wow. Hundreds of dollars. But, uh, yeah, uh, we've got a lot going on back there. You do. And I'm, I'm getting, you know, for every cold day that goes by here, you know, we've been in a, such a cold snap, negative 20 degrees here. Uh, it's actually starting to warm oh, up. Yes. But for every single cold day, I look so forward to Arizona coming up uh, next month. It is. It was rainy a little bit uh, yesterday and last night, and a tiny bit today, cloudy. But it it, uh, it cleared up, and that's about how it goes here. When we've got rain, it's for maybe the afternoon, and then it, it's gone. So it's weird because when I first moved out here, you would go literally a month without a cloud in the sky. Really strange. I'm a, I'm a big. I love the sunshine, so I don't mind it. But, uh, but yeah, we're, we're going to have clear skies, and uh, the weather should be great, and it's always fun. Because, you know, we get to hang out outside. Yeah. And, uh, of course, you'll be in there helping out, probably right. running a camera here and there, doing know, some other exciting. stuff. So it's exciting because it is fun. You know, I know that you're a techie. Look at you. You always challenge yourself working with all of this technology. Yeah, and, and speaking uh, of that, I have help now. This is our first week with some help. So we have help. Uh, um, I have someone helping me out. Um, awesome. So the shows hopefully will run a little smoother. We will. Well, and happen. and uh, you know, I'm just teasing, but we've gone pretty far so far without a major glitch, and that's not uh, normal. <laughs> <Don't> jinx it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what's happening for news this week? News this week, a couple things going on. So um, this is really interesting. I like this story and this angle, and I even used it in a recent story of mine. So these guys asked, it's the East Anglian Daily Times, a UK paper, and they were like, could the U.S. government hold key information on the Rendlesham UFO sightings? That's an interesting question. Um, Here's why. And so I wrote an article called The DOD UFO News is Fading. Now what? Now, I, I, we've talked about this. I think yeah. things will reoccur. But one of the things that the guy who runs that program, Lou Elizondo, said is that they had um, investigated people who had claimed to have physical effects to their body uh, due to UFOs. Well, one of the most well-known people to have a physical effect, and we even gave him um, – uh, an award a couple of years ago because of the research he did for himself on this is John Burroughs from the Rendlesham Encounter. He and his partner, uh, Jim Pennison, felt like they had physical effects that later in their lives caused them issue. They went to go uh, get VA benefits for, you know, this potential issue that they uh, had. You know, John had heart problems that they believe might have stemmed from this situation. And at first, the VA said, well, you weren't even in the military at this time. So John did all of this research. He got a lawyer. They had to prove he was in the military. His medical seals. Crazy, huh? Yeah. Medical records sealed. They said they'll never come out. Um, Finally, he did get his VA benefits, but we haven't seen the medical records. But he also discovered a U.K. um, document that was previously classified. And people knew about this. It was called the Condine Report, interesting enough, uh, just so similar to the Condon Condon. Report. Mm -hmm. And it said it speculated. Now, this was speculation, but it, it speculated perhaps that these people who came into contact with this unknown uh, lights and things did have physical effects. And so that has been speculated before. So when Elizondo says they they 
investigated people who believe they had physical effects, could it possibly be Rendlesham? It would make a lot of sense that that would be one of them. So that's some interesting, but of course we don't know. So we're all out here speculating right now, but that's an interesting question to be asking. Um, so uh, that's, I, I feel a good one. Uh, the other thing, of course, is the X-Files. Oh, yeah. Came out. News around that. Everybody's trying to tie, you know, X-Files into UFO news. Um, one of the uh, X-File-ish news pieces that have come out is that the UK government. And this is also ties to John Burroughs. Because John Burroughs, he uh, did some research and found that there were some UK documents, uh, UFO documents that hadn't been released. He said, hey, guys, release these documents. This is part of the reason we gave him the Researcher of the Year a couple of years ago, because during this investigation, he found these files. And they said, well, we're going to release them because at the time they were currently re- they were releasing files on a regular basis. Well, all of the files came out, but the files Burroughs was looking for were not there. Hmm. And they ignored him. He kept saying to, you, to the UK, look, you guys said you were going to release these files, and you haven't. They ignored him. Then finally, a UK citizen who read about what John Burroughs had done said, hey. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. You know, this guy found these other files. Are you going to release those files? And they did respond to him, and they said, yes, we're going to release those files. Oops, sorry, I guess we had some more files. That was years ago, so it's taken them years. Finally, last year, they released all but three. Um, A story came out in the last week, and Nick Pope was part of this story, that they finally released the final three files. Really? Finally? But (laughs) apparently they did not. Those three files haven't been released. Some uh, researchers, uh, in particular, a guy who goes by the name Isaac Coy, he's actually a barrister what they call kind of a mm-hmm. out there in the UK. and uh, But he doesn't use his real name because he's got such a, uh important position. He doesn't want it to affect his position that he's so interested in UFOs. But he's an archivist, essentially. And he said, no, no, he, he discovered this is just a more redacted version of three of the files that had already been released. <laughs> oh so unfortunately, God. the three are not out yet. But what's interesting with these files, along with the last ones that they, they released is you have to go to the Q archives, National Archives in Q, uh, which is outside of London, this town outside of London, in order to see these files, that they have not released these files on the Internet as they have done previously. Um, and in the U.K., they have copyright over their government yeah. files. So you, not, unlike the United States, where you know we can download them and, and share them all we want, there you have to pay for them. And you can't let them out. So there are people who have gotten them and, and given summaries. But this is this same gentleman, Isaac Coy. Um, and you know what? I should have written a link or write a story about this, and, and I'll do that. But you, you guys, for you listeners out there, you can Google this and you'll find it. Well, on Beyond Top Secret, the forum, um, 
what Isaac Coy discovered is that he could he worked with them and they allowed him to put the files on a server as long as it's password protected hmm. and he can share those files with people and he's doing that so if you wow. go and uh you can find this on the isn't it beyond top secret that popular forum yeah. uh yeah. some above you, top secret above top secret you're right above top secret if you go to that forum look for the the UK UFO files and and Isaac Coy's strain uh, string on there you can email him or ask him right there hey can you send me the password and he'll send you the password and you can go download those files so that's a way to get them for free and he says that he got approval from the UK government he made sure this was okay before he did it so at least as of yet they have not shut him down on this so you can get those files so uh, just some clarity on the the files have not all been released yet but luckily isaac coy uh has made a way for us to get those files and i did go download those files so oh, you did now i i don't have to travel all the way to london to get them um anything revealing no they're mostly ufo sighting reports so far so nothing that extraordinary unfortunately but uh still you know, um, interesting, and we we don't know why exactly they, you know, didn't release these in the first place. So we'll see. I know. That's but, um, it's been such a mystery. We've talked about this before, and it's taken so long, and they're just mundane, like sighting reports. It doesn't make any sense unless they couldn't find them or something. Thus far, now Nick Pope, who worked for the UK. Uh, of course, on kind of like Lou Elizondo, he worked for the government investigating UFOs. He says that he does know what's in the rest of the files, and they're somewhat interesting, but they're not, you know, anything major. Mm-hmm. Um, so he said, "Don't get your hopes up because even when they do come out, they're not going to be that exciting, unfortunately." But um, yeah, it's interesting, and I would love to know why they haven't released these last three and when that will happen. Um, what do you think about what's been going on? I've, I'm seeing a lot of chatter out there about you know people trying to debunk the uh, the Pentagon videos and the whole situation. I don't know if you've been uh, looking or people are sending me things. I don't know if people are sending you things as well. Yeah, I mean I've heard things and I've seen a, a few things, um, but nothing that credible. Um, with the caveat of at least fully debunking. Um, we do know, I mean, the DOD has already admitted that this program did exist. Yeah. Um, and it was funded from 2007 to 2012. So we know that. Um, no doubt uh, Lou Elizondo was vetted by these other defense intelligence people who worked in defense intelligence uh, who work with the uh, To the Stars Academy now. You know, all of these guys working together. The videos have been confirmed to come to be uh, from where they were. There is some question, though, because the question is, and I've even written about this, even in this latest story I wrote, how did he get those files released? Now, the Washington Post said that uh, he kind of did it a bit under false pretense in in that he said he was going to use them for educational purposes and safety purposes, and that's how he got them released. But then, you know, he really intended to show that the, to out this, this department he worked with. Um, but I've also heard from very reliable sources, and, and unfortunately, as of yet, I can't tell you who, but it's, it, you know, 
people who would know that that's not true that uh, the post got that completely wrong. So that was uh, false reporting. Um, I can tell you that I know we will have the ability to clear all this up soon. Um, I know. And, and so answers will be forthcoming I've in the near future. This. Yeah. So uh, so we'll be able to hear from uh, about that. But otherwise, these stories about... You know, they, they faked them. I mean, it's kind of like the moon stories. We didn't go to the moon, that the whole moon thing was faked. I, people, you know, you can show them whatever, and they're going to believe things are faked. So, I mean, we have the pilots yeah. who were part of the whole situation yeah. coming out and talking all over the place about it. You can go to Facebook, and there are forums of, of ex-Navy people who were on board these craft. Uh, and I, by that, I mean the ships. Uh, who were there when these things happened. And they're in the forums just talking about, oh, yeah, I remember the, when that happened. And, you know, because they're colleagues and stuff. Yeah. So it, it's just, there's, there's just an abundance of evidence to show this situation took place, that uh, these people are legitimate. So okay. thus far, we don't really, I don't feel, have any uh, substantial reason to doubt. Now, one uh, thing um, that I've thought of in this, and I don't know if you know this or not, but. I wonder if they've looked at any earlier, say, videos or pictures that the military um, got a hold of when they were doing that five-year study. Did that ever come up that you're aware of? Well, no, not yet, because, you know, Lou is is just like a lot of these people, like Nick Pope, like uh, others who even Colonel Charles Hall, they uh, are, are patriots. They still um, feel positive about their uh, cooperation with the government or their careers in the military, and they don't want to um, divulge anything that they're not supposed to. Yeah. And Lou has only gotten permission to talk about certain things, and so that's all he's talked about thus far. So uh, we don't have that information. However, there's no doubt there's a mountain of FOIA requests that uh, they've received to re- release this information, mm-hmm. especially now that all these major news outlets know this information is there. And uh, and so we'll see. Wow. I'm sure that there'll be some information released, but this is an interesting story. Robert Powell, who you know, yeah. um, he works with the Scientific Coalition for Ufology. Your guest tonight is part of that group as well. Um, Charles wow. is kind of a new member of the group, too. Mm. And so, but Robert has been working on the Nimitz case. We talked about this even last week, I think. And uh, he was hopeful that now that all of this kind of came out, that he would get some more re- more files. And he even even indicated that they had indicated the Navy that they were going to give him some more um, under his FOIA request. But he got a response recently, and they said, "Nope, nothing wow. else." Well, you know, so something I never even thought of, and that you just mentioned. I never even thought of this, but you're right. News news media uh, could be filing for you know freedom of information oh, yeah. uh, documents. There's no doubt that they are, and they have a lot more influence than than the normal person. For That's instance, right. Chicago O'Hare, when that important UFO situation happened, where United personnel were reporting this UFO over a gate in Chicago O'Hare in 2008. C17. Um, yeah. Yeah. C-17, gate C-17, UFO researchers could not get any information. Um, They were essentially blown off and told it was weather phenomena and stuff like this. The Chicago uh, Tribune 
put in a FOIA request, and the next day they got a response and information. So it shows they have a lot more pool than, unfortunately, the regular Joe out there. So, yeah, yeah so no doubt that there, there's people working very hard at getting some more information out. I should mention one other thing, too. Sure. Along the lines of the, the hoax or people trying to show that uh, these videos or debunk these videos, um, we did have post a story from a German researcher, who Andreas Moller, who is one of the uh, contributors to our website. Mm-hmm. He runs a frontier science or kind of paranormal um, site in Germany. He did some research because that video, the Nimitz video that Elizondo and the To the Stars released, uh, was released Somehow, parts of that video, part of that video was leaked onto the Internet years ago. And that is a mystery. We don't know how. Now, they did find that that video on a server for a German movie production company that does animation and stuff like that. So uh, Andres got a hold of them and said, hey, did you guys create this? Why did you have this file on your server? They said they don't know that they did some research. They asked their ex-employees. They're not sure how that was gotten onto their server, but they think it was probably downloaded for reference material. So I've done this. You know, when I went to Hungary for Mars uh, and I was on the set, they will have, and you can see in my pictures on Facebook, their walls are covered with UFOs or space uh, stuff, bases, NASA bases, but also from, from movies, from television. And it's just to inspire them and to give them some uh, inspiration and direction when they're creating their art or they're creating the the fake stuff for the movies and, and things like that. So that's why they think it was downloaded by one of their people. But we still don't know how it was leaked or who leaked it originally. So that is a question that is still out there. Yeah, I mean, if they... If they had it on their server, they had to get it from somewhere, you know? Well, it was on the Internet. They could have downloaded it oh, from I YouTube, see. just like uh, many people did years ago when it first uh, made an appearance on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but nobody knows how it got there in the first place onto YouTube. Wow, what a mystery. But at least yeah. it's not the video company said there was no way that it was one of their productions. Right. Yeah. Right. Which yeah, is they pretty, said, pretty important. Definitely not <laughs> It is important, and people were saying, "Why are you trying to debunk the video and look at?" And, and people were really upset with that, with me for posting that story. But mm-hmm. it's a lead; it's yeah. it's something you have to investigate. And I'm mm-hmm. really glad that Andreas, who's a great researcher, he's he's excellent. Yeah, I'm really glad that he did this research to find that out because now we know that that you know the situation that that's not where it came from yeah. otherwise who knows they could have said oh yeah we made that that's part of our movie coming up you know and then we would have known hey there's something fishy going on here but um yeah right all right well that's it for this week well thank you so much alejandro that's it uh Stay tuned to the UFO Congress because we haven't released who our keynote is, and we will be releasing that hopefully tomorrow, next, definitely in the next couple of days, and people are going to be very, very happy about I it. I know. I I'll wish you it. could say it now. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could, too. Yeah, um, yeah. but, but uh, I understand. Soon. Yeah. And uh, just one more thing. Um, I'm sure that the, uh, the show that we did on, on uh, Open Minds is uh, released now. Uh, Lee Spiegel, myself, and you. That was a yep, lot of fun. So, year in review, that's always a lot of fun. So that's online. Also, the story I wrote, the follow-up to Now What, where I, I talk about all of the loose ends, all of the open questions, yeah. where I 
all of them I can think of. There's a lot more, I'm sure, um, right. uh, that people can think of. So, yeah, there's a lot of, of questions that need to be answered still. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, and we'll see you next week. All right. Thank you. Talk to you soon. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. So hang on just a minute. I'm going to bring in <clears throat> Charles on in just a second here. And so Charles is up in Canada, and uh, he has some really amazing uh, infrared uh, camera equipment. <clears throat> um, this is kind of how all this started. Charles, welcome to the show. Well, hello, Martin. Um, so it's uh, I watched your video. Actually, I watched it last year, um, and then I watched it again today. And uh, great stuff. It was actually very well done. Which uh, Which one? Um, the yeah. one nocturnal lights. Oh, I've watched oh, a lot of your videos, but I mean nocturnal lights, the documentary. Oh, oh great, thanks. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so, why don't you explain uh, to the listener um, who you are? And you're you haven't been really paying attention to UFOs that long. You never even really thought much of them until you you basically uh, are an amateur astron- astronomer, and you saw this thing go across the moon, and that's what started your interest, right? That's it, exactly it. Um, about 10 years ago now, wow, time flies. Um, yeah, all my life, <laughs> I've been um, looking at the stars. I've had many, many telescopes. Um, UFOs were the last thing in my mind that I'd ever see in my life. Um, really a skeptic, never really believed in them. It's fantasy, it's you know, it's TV, sci-fi. Um, but one night, uh, about 10 years ago, I had my telescope out, and I was going to do... Um, astrophotography of the moon you know take some great shots it was a big full moon and while i was setting up and getting the camera all lined up to take some photos um this large triangular shaped craft it was a craft because it was huge it was slowly going across the moon and um it was it was so amazing because i i know i know what a kite looks like i know the skies i know stars i know meteorological satellites all that stuff this thing was huge and it had definition to it it was a triangular shaped object and i didn't even take a photograph i mean i was all set up i had my canon 6d i mean it was all very raring to go yeah and um uh so after that experience you know i had shivers down my spine and I really want to learn more about what, what that what that was, and again, it, it went by my my mind. Yes, this this was a UFO, and I'm a skeptic. So after that experience, I, I went through, I can tell you, uh, days, weeks, months on the internet. Uh, I, I researched everything on UFOs, and um, I actually got into um, Alison Cruz's site. Uh, she did a lot of night vision um, captures of some really weird objects and whole other different YouTube uh, videos. Of course, a lot of the hoax video uh, videos that are out there, yes. I thought were real UFOs at the time. Sure. And I uh, realized quickly that they were fake because they did not look anything like what I saw. So from then on, um, I sold my telescope and I bought myself a whole bunch of night vision gear. So I spent over $10,000 worth of equipment, set myself up wow. on my balcony here in downtown Vancouver. And um, within the first couple of weeks, I was seeing a lot of different things in night vision. And this is the first time I'm using night vision. And, of course, I was videotaping bugs, birds, bats, yeah. and everything. And I thought they were like UFOs because in night vision, the skies are totally different from, from a telescope. Right. So, again, it didn't take me long, but I realized afterwards those weren't UFOs. But not long after that, I did catch my first one. It came about 50 feet from my, from my apartment. It wasn't a bat. wasn't a bird. And I call it the amazing energy orb. And um, 
it's it's basically on on my on my YouTube channel and also it's on on the film. And it came about 50 feet from me, and, and it was only observable in the infrared spectrum, which was really unusual because it was 50 feet away. And I was looking up, and I was looking on my screen and looking up. There's nothing there, but there's something there. And it was a good size. It was a beach ball size. And so it, can, it continued after that. So that was my first real capture, and I've been hooked ever since. So um, this um, this is interesting also because I, I was uh, out in uh, Phoenix a few years ago and uh, doing uh, a night, um, you know, a sky watch with Ben Hansen. He had uh, from factor faked. Uh, yeah, no. he, he has a, a really nice equipment, you know, night vision. And so I was using this night vision out there and I saw a bat in the bat, you know, the first thing I thought of, Oh my God, that's a UFO <laughs> because yeah, of the way exactly. it was moving. It was moving in such zigzags. And all of a sudden I said, Oh my God, that's a bat. I can understand how, um, you know, someone can, uh, you know, someone can get uh, fooled easily by, you know, in, in well, one of the major Chilean uh, videos that they thought was real ended up being insects, you know, and yes. that's that's a government program, too. Well, you know, and it's, it's really easy. And then people that are really serious about this and they and they buy the gear like I did and. If they don't learn the correct way at the beginning and they continue and they believe what they're filming is actually a UFO, an orb, a sphere, whatever you want to call it, they're going to continue believing that is a UFO. And I can tell you one thing right now after eight years of doing this, they are hard to film. They are hard to find. They're hard to see. And I, I, I was going out there every night during clear nights. And in an eight-year period, I've spent over well over a 1,000 hours of sky watching. Wow. So I know my skies, and I know what an orb or sphere or UFO looks like in infrared or night vision. And, of course, I've seen many, many with uh, with the naked eye as well. Now, uh, speaking of the naked eye and, and of infrared, um, I think, uh, let's see, I made a note here. Um, so the the range of visible wavelengths in, uh, in the spectrum is 400 to 700 nanometers. Um, right. So I've always wondered about that and something you said at the end of your your documentary is kind of like along the lines of my wonderment and that is um are these things around us all the time and we just don't see them well you know that's a possibility uh, there's no doubt about that um and you know that it's a theory of mine is that it's either um and again just recently in the last couple of years uh, the last two captures that I've caught on on night vision both of them weren't picked up in infrared or sorry in thermal and I couldn't see with the naked eye as well but that doesn't necessarily mean that you probably couldn't see it with the naked eye it could have been just too dim at night to actually see it with your naked eye but I know when I had the one first one that was 50 feet from me anything in the sky that size Beach size, beach ball size. If I can't see with the naked eye and it's resolving right now on a screen in infrared, that was completely only available in infrared spectrum. So that yep. one, I can guarantee you, that was one that was you know hidden, hidden to the naked eye. You know, so be, I, yes, it's a possibility. What would be really interesting is something that you can't see with the naked eye, but if it showed up on some type of radar or something, that would be really interesting to me. Well, I think um, there's um, a group, the Hestelen Project um, in the oh, Netherlands, yes. they're doing it. They have radar, and they've, they've been p- picking up some objects on radar. So, um, again, I haven't been following a lot what they've been doing recently, but I think they have some good data now. 
Um, and um, not sure if it's the ones that they're picking up with infrared, but a lot of their objects that they, they're capturing are actually bright, and you can see with the naked eye. Um, they're very, very you know, like orange, amber-orange, very bright, or, or yellow or white. Um, and I've seen a lot of those where I live as well, but those are the ones I could never capture on film because they're spontaneous. They just, oh, my God, there was, there's one. And I have to grab my cameras, and by that time, they're gone. Um, so have, when I do my hunting is when I'm hunting with infrared and I pick them up. Uh huh. You have a uh, shout out in the uh, in the chat room. Someone says uh, th- this guy thinks you're very credible, and his name is Doug from Eddie's Sits. He says hi. Do you know who that is? Doug. Doug. From, Doug from Eddie Sits or something like that. Doug. 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 I well, anyway, do. Doug says hi. <laughs> oh, hi, Doug. <laughs> I, I and, probably do. Just to let you know, we will have some. Ducks, but I probably know. We have some. Uh, we have some questions that will be coming in to the chat room as well as uh, later on the second part, of the second half of the show. We can take uh, some phone calls too if anyone wants to call in, and I'll give that number uh, when that happens. So, uh, so you have. You just mentioned earlier you maybe have a thousand hours. Uh, oh, more, more. Yeah, more right? than a thousand hours. Yeah. And do you ever get, do you ever, I mean, that would seem awfully boring to me. I mean, there's no way to not watch the screen. I mean, you can't have any like motion sensor. Everything's too far away. So you have to be glued to it or, or view the video after. If you really are serious, like I am. And if you want to capture these things that are roaming the skies, they're traveling around in the skies, you have to man your, your telescope or your, 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 what I call it, the sky watchers mobile unit. I got three or four cameras with uh, thermal. I got infrared. Uh, I got two of them. Uh, I also have um, an HD camera for if I get those right bright objects really close, I can get them in HD or 4K now that I have. Um, I got other equipment that I have attached to it, you know, EMF detectors, all that stuff. I even have um, a Geiger counter. <laughs> oh, really? You know, I have everything set up. So just in case for those, you know, close, close encounters that come close. And I've had three or four come really, really close to my balcony. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just a matter of being out there. Um, a lot of people have cameras that they have motion detectors and they check their videos afterwards, but they're not men. They're going to miss out a lot. And I can tell you that they're probably going to not see them. And these things are pretty intelligent. They know that you're, you're filming them. Uh, in my experience, they know it. I, I know you went out to Hawaii and you spoke with Ted Rowe. He's been on our show before. I uh, really uh, like, really like Ted a lot. Um, did, I don't know if he happened to tell you his story about um, the thing knowing where he was. Yes. Oh, oh my yeah. God, oh, that yeah. is one. That's one of the scariest UFO stories I ever heard. <laughs> well, Hawaii's got some interesting things going on over there. That's why we yeah. went out there, and not only to interview with Ted for the movie, but also to do some sky watching. And unfortunately, we didn't really get anything substantial. We did capture something, but it could have been it could have been a bat. It could have been a bird. But um, I wish I could have stayed there for a whole full week and gone to some of the areas where, where Ted recommended yeah. because there's some interesting things going on there. Yeah, well, any excuse to go to Hawaii is not bad anyway, yeah. right? Absolutely. Now, I'm, I'm going to go probably again this year. Yeah, yeah. That's such a beautiful place. Now, um, one of the people I've actually reached out to him um, before um, he said to try him again at some time is uh, Dean, and I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Guliotis. Oh, yeah, 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 Dean, yeah, with uh, UFO Theater. Yes, uh, he's a character. The guy's a he's character. Great. 
I would love to have him on the show. Can you uh, explain to the audience exactly what he he does? And what's the name of his uh, website again? It's called UFO Theater. UFO Theater. Yeah. He's he's got a background in comedy to begin with. Yeah. And um, his, um, his, um, I guess, his specialty or his... um, um, experience that he has he's, he's very very he's an expert in cgi bottom line so uh what he's done he's got a real big passion for ufos um he sees a lot like you know 90 percent that's on youtube is fake or hoaxes people are making money off it yeah and for new people that are coming on into into this uh community that want to see ufo for real they're really serious well you know you go to youtube and you see some great stuff and then, you know it could look real. That could be possibly real, but you know it's fake. So Dean has taken on this project to debunk a lot of these people, and he's really got a passion to stop these people from putting all this BS on YouTube. And he's an expert CGI, so he can actually he's credible. So if he says that there's a video on a website um, or website they're you know promoting some UFO videos that they captured in Lithuania or something like that. He'll know it's CGI right away. Yeah. And so, yeah. I think uh, he's, he, he's great to have, but, you know, it doesn't really, you know, he can post his comment on YouTube, but the, the video still stays there, which is unfortunate. Exactly. But at least we're helping some of the people that are coming into it to yeah. go, guys, don't listen to these people. Right. And really, the majority are on YouTube are either misidentifications, uh, like bats, birds, you know, um, bugs. Um, or, or satellites is a real big one, and Chinese lanterns, yeah, or, or or hoax videos. You know, a lot of CGI, and it's so easy to do it these days with the technology that we have available, and people are getting away with it, and some of them are making a lot of money. Um, I don't think that anyone, and it's sad to even say how much money people are making because if I say how much they're making, they may encourage more people. <laughs> To do it, but there there is one that has uh, millions and millions of views, and that adds up to several thousand dollars, many thousands of dollars. Well, at least there's a couple of them that got booted off YouTube for fake That's news. That's good. Yeah. Um, I won't mention their names because I don't want people to go there because they're going to get more click through clickbaits. That's what it's all about, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, they were making a lot of money, but he also has um, his own website now, and he's doing some other projects where he's still making money on this. But there's a huge crew of people. I'm talking thousands of people that still believe in what he's doing that is real. Yeah, and that's sad. And I'll go ahead and mention it, but just tell people to stay away. Secure yeah. Team Ten and three and uh, three. What is it? Third phase of the third moon. Phase of moon. Yeah, those are two two places. If you happen to land on their channel, uh, run. Now, yeah, run. I, I will say that the, the, there has been a couple of things on both of them that look, you know, like they may be something, but for the most part, it's uh, CGI and and made up stories and yeah, and uh, you know they've been debunked a number of times. Well, the, what Secure Team does a lot, <clears throat> excuse me is that he grabs people's videos, he asks people to send them videos, and he knows that they're misidentified videos, captures of Chinese lanterns, or, um, you know, a satellite, or the ISS. And he'll use it, flip it, flip it around, and make a little storyline out of it, and make it look like it was a UFO sighting. Yeah. And that's what he does the best, and makes up stories, and they're all lies. Yeah. And uh, a lot of us really hate him. <laughs> well, you know, like you just mentioned, what happens is if someone is that, like, just say recently, this uh, Pentagon, you know, secret UFO, you know, 
big, big news splash. So now there's a ton of people out there that may have never had interest in it. Now they're starting to look. So what right. happens is someone gets into this. This happens in what I do for work, too, and that is you know, fine arts and antiques. If someone, if someone buys a fake, then they stop collecting because it burns them. And it's the same right. way if someone is thinking, wow, you know, this is a real video. I'll look at this UFO, and then it's a fake. They're going to say, ah, the heck with that. I'm not going to waste any more time. Um, you know, I actually had someone that used to work for the government um, contact me about a couple of videos on uh, YouTube and ask me my opinion of them. And it ended up one of them was Secure Team 10. And I said, no, stay away from those. And this is uh, this is someone that, you know, uh, you know, I probably shouldn't say anymore, but – um, yeah. But it's someone that uh, he's been in the news lately. So. Um, oh, really? Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So, um, yeah, I know the one in particular I saw in your documentary is the one in ha- Haiti, I believe it is. That CGI one had millions and millions. I'm hoping that's oh. the one that got booted off. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them have. Um, but still, they, they still get the attention. It's still floating around social media. And people are still believing in it. And um, I think it's a lot when people I think they they believe in it to the fact that, you know, there's a possibility, then they want to watch it. But inside, they know it's not real because there could be some fear base there as well. So when they go see some of my stuff and know it's really real, it's a real thing. This is a real phenomenon. This I don't know what they are. It could be ailing. It could be something else. Well, people will go to it and go, well, that's not a UFO. It's not, it's not got a hat on it. It's not spinning. It's not gray. It's not a triangle with lights. And there's no windows in there with little gray aliens doing this, right? So they get bored really fast. Yeah. And obviously, if it is real, well, that's close coming close to the people's buildings and their, and their windows. That's fear-based. I don't want to watch this. I, I can't be true. So there's two, two reasons for why people don't like to see the real thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have up on the video and uh, on YouTube right now is the orange orb. Now, uh, which I think is a fascinating video that you took. Yeah, uh, I think it was two thousand sixteen. Maybe you took that. Yeah, two thousand sixteen. Yeah. So, can you talk about that one in particular? Yeah, like uh, like I do every night. Uh, I scan the skies. I, I I'm, I'm here in my apartment. I'm on the twenty first floor overlooking downtown Vancouver. And in the north side, west northwest side, or southwest side, I have um, the bay. Um, the ocean is right there. So I usually scan from south to north, and I do that regularly. And I just do like I spice like a pie, you know. I take pieces of the sky. So I've been just doing my natural scan there, you know. Did about five minutes into my scan, and I saw these two orange orbs coming in. Immediately, you know, I, 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 they were out of focus right away. They could be right away, maybe a bird, could be a bat, could even be a moth close up from 20 feet away. But I resolved it. Once I resolved it, and I knew this was a sphere. I resolved it. It was completely perfectly circle. And orbs are circle, completely round. Mm-hmm. And um, it was translucent. And they were wow. moving with the tent, and there was no wind at all, and they were coming in from the top from about 80 degrees above the horizon, and they're settling down, and then they started coming from straight up, coming in from the south, and going towards the north, north, northeast. And then they circled around, and there's no wind. I'm on the 21st floor. I did one of these, and I didn't feel any wind at all. And this thing changed direction four times. Not like if there was a wind current, even if it was higher up, if a balloon or a piece of paper or garbage it would switch around like this, right? It wouldn't flow nicely 
stop midair, turn around, do a complete circle, and it went towards where they're building uh, new condominiums about 300 meters from me. Hmm. So I kept on filming it, and it got closer to the condominium's uh, apartment complexes, so the the condominium's um, uh, windows. And there's a lot of light. There's actually lights on the crane, and it wasn't um, radiating that light onto this o- object. So right away, you know that's not a, um, uh, made of matter at all. It, was, it wasn't a uh, piece of garbage. It wasn't a bird. It wasn't a, uh, an insect or anything. Obviously, it wasn't an insect because it was at least the size of a basketball. And in fact, it was translucent. And on the raw video footage, you can't really tell on YouTube. Um, you can actually see kind of a plasma, you know, those plasma little balls that you play with there and you put your hand on it. It's just plasma. Mm-hmm. And it was moving around like that. It's really amazing. When you, when you zoom in on it, on the raw video footage, it's made of plasma. The best thing that really had ruled out anything else uh, other than a, a UFO is that it had a thermal on it. And just before capturing them on on video, I had a bird go by my thermal camera, and you can see a little white object go by. And the birds that come around here, even the bats, they're only about this big. They're finches, and bats are only about three or four inches long. So this object was at least the size of a volleyball basketball because I had to focus in on it, so it was within 100 feet. So I, I, I know my cameras very well. I know my skies. I know my environment. So I can make that judgment right away. So immediately I knew it was an orb, a sphere. And because it did not get picked up on thermal, that must have been made by light. It was a light anomaly. So light plasma is light. Uh, there's no heat or cold ferment unless the, the, the heat signature or the cold signature was exactly as the background temperature of the sky. And that's how the only way it would be hidden from the background of the sky. But I had it zoomed in behind, the, uh, you know, there was a um, building behind it and everything, but I still could not resolve it on thermal which means it was light. It was a plasma ball. Plasma ball that was running around with intent. Wow. It was intelligent. Yeah. Now, so, I saw I saw a picture of you and uh, Erica Lukes, and yeah. uh, Erica was doing a lot of research on the orange orbs. Is, yeah. Did you, did you show her that particular video? No, I didn't capture it at that time. Uh, uh-huh. That was 2016. I met her in 2015 during the, the making of my film. Mm-hmm. Um, but I showed her other orange orbs that I do have. Um, which I have some on YouTube and I have some on my computer right here. And I think I may have some on my documentary. I'm not sure if there was another orange orb there. I have a few other ones that are on the documentary that weren't orange, but they were just as significant. Uh, this one was not put in the documentary because it was just recently captured last year. I see. Or 2016. Right, right. Uh, so as far as when you made that, um, when you made that video, um, you had you had a lot of help, obviously. Did was there like a storyline, and you just kind of went by that, or yeah, and yeah. then and these videos were edited. In. It's a beautiful job. Whoever did whoever did yeah, the work. Yeah, it was Don West Productions. Her name is uh, Frederic Remy. Uh, she's the producer director of. Um, I co-produced it, and she was a director for the for the video for the film. Uh, she's got a lot of experience. She's done some great work. She's doing two two or three more documentaries right now. Um, she's originally from France, but she's now a Canadian citizen here in Vancouver. So she has a passion for UFOs as well. And she found me on YouTube and she gave me a call and I said, sure. So we did a story, my story. So she wrote up the script, but we, we did the script together and this is how we're going to do it. And, uh, and then she directed the film and of course I co-produced it as well. So it was really fun. We had a blast. Oh. It was expensive. Yeah. Yeah. But it was worth it. Yeah. It was definitely worth it. Uh, and a lot of people have a, 
you know, you're charging $5 to watch it. I've watched it twice, and it was money well well worth spent. And I oh, know I- that um, the thing that uh, most people don't uh, get out there is they think that you're making a lot of money. <laughs> and uh, and you're, how much have you lost is the question. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, lost. Yeah. And then I could put zeros behind that. Yeah, lost. yeah, yeah. yeah. And making that happens. No um, it has to be a passion thing or, you know. Yeah, and that's that's why I want to do it, you know. Um, we both put some of our money in it, and um, it, it's, it's something that she wanted to do uh, for for her own reasons, and because yeah. she has a passion for UFOs as well. And she learned a lot with me, and um, we got to see a lot of great countryside, you know, in Canada, U.S., Hawaii. Oh yeah, uh, and yeah. some opportunities to see UFOs, and gone to a, a conference as well. But um, it was a great experience. But the story, I want the story told. I want people to learn from that. I want people to say that, yes, this does exist. This is not a YouTube video from Secure Team or Third Phase of Moon that they're hoaxing a bunch of stuff. These are real things in our skies. And I even after that, I created a website called Static 8 Films, you know, with the number 8, like the Infinity Mm 8, where I'm going to be putting a lot of educational uh, videos, how to video uh, UFOs, because anybody could do it. That it's is really that's that's really great to know. That's really um, that's going to be great information, and uh, I'd appreciate it if you let me know when that's up and going, because I yeah. will I will put that I will link that to my website. Now, what about daytime sightings? I know you have all that great nighttime vision and all that, but have you ever had any daytime sightings right from I your balcony? Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I've had one, but it's very difficult. Daytime is very specific. It's very different from nighttime. Um, you, uh, use infrared as well in daytime um, with using ND filters on a um, HD camera that has infrared or um, um, uh, the IR filter or the uh, IR block filter removed, right? So I have a Canon XA10 that has actually night vision. You just click it on and off, but you got to put really strong ND filters on it because otherwise it'll be all just white, right? Because it's daytime. But because of night vision or infrared in the daytime, there's a lot of things in the skies from um, um, depending on time of the year, you get a lot of flying seeds, you get um, balloons, you get Garbage, paper, anything even that's garbage in garbage bags. I mean, bags fly around. <laughs> oh gosh, anything that you would not even see with the naked eye, infrared in the daytime will pick it up, and it will it'll really shine and brighten up if you have a really sensitive IR camera. Um, so, and, and you know, mylar balloons will really reflect off the uh, the sun, and they will look like UFOs. And a lot of people still do daytime. And they capture objects, and I can't say one way or another if it's a UFO or not. 
I, I, I've gone to learn now behavior of the objects is more important than the actual object itself because a lot of them actually can mimic a UFO or an orb. And I think the majority of the sightings that we're seeing in infrared anyways are these lights in the sky. They're not necessarily uh, uh, triangle shapes or saucers, even though they've been reported with the naked eye all around the world. I've never seen one, except for one. We can talk about that later if you like. Okay. But, um, uh, one of yeah. the things I want to talk about is the heat signature. Uh, now, when you see a heat signature in the sky, one of the things I was thinking about, and just correct me if I'm wrong, but if you have, say, a, a, a grouping of balloons on the ground and then you release them, well, isn't the temperature on the ground a lot warmer than it is yeah. when it gets in upper in the upper air, and so it would show a heat signature? Yeah, exactly, and it will show a heat signature because the, the balloon itself, um, is relatively warm. It's room temperature, right? Just um, it's anything that's um, you know not heated up or artificially heated up or, or cold. It's it's going to be around you know ninety eight degrees or ninety seven degrees, but whatever the temperature outside, it could be seventy two degrees Fahrenheit. I'm using Fahrenheit, but the background sky is a lot cooler. Hmm. So if you're using a thermal device, and if it's only black uh, for black hot or white for white hot, and you're not using a color palette, it will look like it's hot. Like, mm-hmm. wow, that's a hot signature. That's got to be hot. It's hot. But no, it's just mean it's warmer than the background of the sky or whatever it, it's, it's uh, behind. So the sky, on average, in the summertime, depending, on, of course, the type of thermal device you have, um, I have a little one. It's called a Thermap. It's a pretty good sensor. But, you know, the reach is, uh, you know, probably to maybe a mile or a half a mile up in the sky. It's a minus 10 degrees Celsius. So the balloon is referring to the background temperature of minus 10. So, of course, it's going to be black hot. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that when I first did it. Like, oh, my God, there's a UFO. It's like it's black hot. It's got to be hot. It's got to be hot. But no, it's just a balloon. It's yeah. regular temperature. So it's, it, you have to use a color palette, then you can get the real temperature on it. I see. Now, what about, I heard you mention distance a couple of times. And that is something that is very difficult to judge, generally speaking, unless yes. there's triangulation. So how, do, yes. how how are you coming up with those uh, distances? Well, specifically for me, I use rangefinders. Ah. I got a rangefinder. I know mm-hmm. my environment from the buildings. Uh, the only time it's very difficult um, when it's straight up in the sky and I got no reference, um, unless it's over by the clouds, up in the clouds, and I can check where the cloud coverage is on you know weather channels, you know weather apps. But um, uh, I got uh, rangefinders. I know the buildings around me, and specifically my. My Luna Optics digital night vision uh, that I have and I use predominantly because I'm around a lot of light pollution. If I use a Generation 3, which I'd love to have, um, it'd be too strong for the city because you'd be getting a lot of glare everywhere because of the light pollution. But with the digital night vision, um, it's made, it's got its automatic gain. You won't get those big glows, right, the big flashes of light, even though sometimes it does with bright lights. You can still use those night vision devices in the daytime. So that's what's beautiful about it. Um, I know with this device I have, it's a 40-millimeter lens on it. If I have to focus in on an object, if it's, first of all, if it's, um, if it's blurred and I'm zooming in on it, I know it's within 100 feet. Hmm. And if I have to focus in on it, because the infinity on that camera that I have is 100 feet plus. I see. So anything, anything within a hundred feet, if it's if it's um, if it's blurry, it's within a hundred feet of me. 
So that's the closest I can get. And of course, depending on the buildings around, I can get pretty close to, you know, how far it is from me. And a lot of my objects, believe it or not, are within 100 to 300 feet from me, except for the high flying ones that eject objects. They could be as high as the as the um, as the planes. They could be thirty thousand feet up. I have no idea. Are and that, I've seen some of those. What about um, where you live? Are there other people reporting sightings there, or is it yes. just what there are? Okay. What's, yeah, there what? are, and, and this is really. I know that's great that you brought this up. Um, I had a sighting um, back in two thousand and fifteen. It's on Mufon. Um, I have it somewhere. I'd have to send it to you. Uh, and I had no idea about this person. Uh, in about 2015 or 2013, I can't remember, um, I had a laser. I had a laser. It was an infrared laser. And I was playing around with an orb one night. And this is an infrared laser. You can't see with the naked eye. But I was getting frustrated because they were coming around my balcony a lot in about 2012, 2013. But they wouldn't come very close to me. They wouldn't stop and tell me who they are or what they are. I was getting frustrated. But there was one that was coming around, and I had my laser out. And I was playing with it, and I hit it with the laser, and it flared up, and it came up to the size of a beach ball. And, mm-hmm. I, and it was just a point of light on my night vision. It was just a speck. So I thought it was really small, but it was actually the size of a beach ball when the laser hit it. When I did that, I lost it. It took off. I guess I scared it. I don't know. So I was packing in my cameras. Five minutes later, there's these three large orange amber spheres that just popped up over the Granville Street Bridge. I don't know, over a 1,000 feet maybe because it felt like they were near that I can see almost detailed, but it was um, – I couldn't see it if it was a craft, but it was uh, plasma. It was like plasma, but it was darker uh, amber or orange, burnt orange, but three, the size of cars. And they just bloop, bloop, blinked up, and they're moving towards me. I ran into my balcony – from my balcony into my house. That's all scared I got because they were so large. Oh, and I wow. thought maybe I got one of those orbs pissed off. I don't know. <laughs> so I closed my blinds, and I'm peeking through the blinds at these three large orange objects coming towards me, and then one blinked off um, one at a time. So it lasted about 10, 12 seconds. So the first one blinked out, and the second one kept on moving towards me. It blinked out, and the third one came towards me and blinked out. So then I went back on my balcony, grabbed my night vision to see if they're still around, and they weren't. They're all gone. Wow. So just recently, about... Um, Two months ago, someone contacted me, found my Facebook group, uh, uh, page, my, my YouTube channel, my email, sent me an email. Charles, I just saw your um, video and your um, – uh, I had actually had another interview and I had explained this situation before she had seen it. She goes, I saw the same three orange spheres. I was right underneath it on Granville Island. I was rollerblading and I took a break and I saw it. She even sent a photo to, um, not a photo, but a, um, uh, someone did a, a nice, actually, representation painting of it and sent it to MUFON. And so if you go to the MUFON uh, back in, the, I have to give you the dates, the exact dates. There's my report and her report side by side. And they're only off by one day. And what I did is when I posted my UFO video of the orbs that I was playing around with the laser, it was the same night. But I posted the night I made the video, but I had captured the night before. Yep. So the only difference is the date, but the the minutes were almost identical. So wow. you know it was valid. It was a valid sighting. She's yeah. seen the same thing, but she was right underneath it. And what she saw, she saw these three objects not disappear, but come down really fast from up there and come close to where she was at about two-story building. And she said they were size of a cars, three of them. Wow. And then they blinked out. So I, I don't think they really blinked out. I think they went so fast I didn't notice it. 
Well, I was hiding behind the blinds, first of all. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people speculating about that whole thing. You know, the, when they, things do seem to blink out or just absolutely vanish instantly and sometimes I come don't. back. You know, a lot of people are speculating about that. You hear people say, well, maybe they're, you know, from another dimension or, you know, this or that, or maybe they can I travel don't. in ways we don't know, you know. I don't know. It's, if this is true, what happened with this woman, when she saw, you know, either she saw something different after I seen them blink out and they came back and I just, they were lower because I couldn't see it from where I was. But there could be a possibility these things, you know, are flying at the speed of light and you won't be able to see with the naked eye. Yeah. They're moving from one section of the sky to the other section of the sky. Of the sky and that's a very big possibility. Yeah. Rather than just blinking out or, you know, I, I don't know. If they're coming from a different dimension or not. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they could just absolutely do that. I mean, people do have talked about them just, you know, flying off, and especially when they're tracking them. Um, you know, the ones that are actually tracked on radar that do all these bizarre things, those are pretty exciting to me anyway, um, you know, because those are even more hard to explain because there's actually data. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now, what about your friend in, or the person you spoke to in Pennsylvania that has been filming similar things to you? Yeah, Allison Cruz. Oh, that's Allison Cruz. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's, she's yeah. got. Um, she, she was one of the reasons why I bought a night vision device. Um, I was following some of her work, and some of her th objects that she's filmed in night vision are identical to what I filmed. If you saw my documentary, we put it side by side of yes. a couple of star-like objects. Yeah, and and they shoot eject objects, and they're identical. They shoot and they wiggle towards the ground, and I just captured one. Just um, last year, a small little orb, um, I, I don't think you've seen it, um, over where I live, it's about only 100 feet away, was a small sphere, a small orb, and it came down, and it just kind of overlooked where Deadpool was doing the, uh, a movie set, there's a movie set, it was a disaster area, so it was in that area, but it was at nighttime, stopped, it looked at the Deadpool set, and went up, stopped, and then it took off, and then ejected something again. So what yeah. are they ejecting? I have no idea what that is. But yeah. that, that is a phenomenon. That, for me, validated that wasn't a bug, it wasn't a bird, it wasn't a seagull, wasn't a bat. It was that anom anomaly, if you want to call it an orb or a sphere. So many people have reported seeing things that, you know, are ejecting something, you know, shooting yeah. straight down. People have seen yeah. them go into water. There was someone talking about that recently on, on one of my shows. Um, seeing these orbs go into the water themselves from from some type of craft, which is bizarre. Uh, we're right at the top of the hour, so if anyone wants to... Uh, uh, so that's it for the show this evening. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back next week with Linda Zimmerman, a repeat guest. She's going to be talking about ghosts as well as UFOs, and as I said, we're going to have a little bit of a variety now and then. So she'll be back here next week. We'll be here at the same time. You can always watch us, the full show, live on our website, podcastufo.com, every Wednesday at 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or you could support the show to listen to full shows. And all that information's right there. Thanks so much, and keep your eyes to the sky.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.